0: I've considered burping on one of these episodes.
1: I think that would be great. <laughs> Little comic relief. Oh, well, it'd be relieving something. <laughs> so why would two guys leave comfortable jobs, move across the country, and start a business in an industry they don't know,
0: a place they don't know. And could it be successful? We're Dale and Brian Carney. Join us as we share our story and inspire you to become people of impact. Welcome to the Impact Without Limits podcast.
1: A lot of people are sitting around waiting for God to provide a miracle. But the question is, are you willing to put yourself in a
0: place where miracles can happen? Welcome back to the Impact Without Limits podcast. So we've sold jobs in Albuquerque. I mean, we sold jobs in Tucson. We didn't sell very many in Albuquerque. A couple. So we ask ourselves now, what? What do we do? We've we've got the schedule booked. We've aligned these jobs all to happen in one week, and we're we're up against the same struggle we had previously. We don't have the money to go do the jobs. We alluded to this in the last episode. Um, and then answer your question about uh, putting yourself in a place where miracles can happen. We ordered the turf. We didn't have the money to pay for the turf, but we figured the money would come in. We figured it's going to be there. So let's go ahead and place the order. And we did. And we get a call from the supplier saying, hey, there was a mix up and we accidentally shipped out all this turf. You need to pay for it. <laughs> I think we said something like, yeah, we'll get back to you on that the one. check is in the mail. So, uh, but we we still had a, a challenge, Brian. We we were still up against, um, we've got the grass. We don't have the money to go do these jobs. And there's this ticking clock. We're looking at the countdown to the week. We're supposed to go down to do these jobs in Tucson. We do have the turf. We don't have the money or the other things we need to get this done, um, but we got to do something. So I, I, and I think that the key was that
1: we acted in faith. We, we took the steps preparing to go, even though we didn't have all the details of how we were going to do it. Kind of the the last time we talked about going down for the sales calls, we had to refund or go back and return the brakes and get the refund for the money. This one, we just assumed that somehow it, there would be an the, the way would be provided. Yep.
0: And, uh, you know, we, we, we tie things to a lot of stories and, and there's the story or the thought of the question of, um, the farmer who is desperate for rain, but is, is he preparing for the rain? Meaning if you need the rain, that's one thing and you can pray for the rain, but are you out doing the work and get it, getting everything ready? So when the rain comes, um, your, your farm can flourish and and we were preparing for the rain even though we didn't see any clouds anywhere in the sky there was nothing in sight um, but we were working and another thing we' were doing um, Brian we were praying I mean we are we're men of faith and and um, you know we certainly take action ourselves and and I think this is an important point a lot of times in life um, we should pray we should be be looking for, we're uh, carrying our petitions before God, looking for help. But uh, it's not a passive activity. It's not you say a prayer and you sit back and wait. Um, I think we need to continue to be diligent and do the things we're supposed to do. So um, we're we're kind yeah. of up against it. Yeah. We, we made our preparations. Uh, I think we might have even called and booked a hotel. You don't have to pay for the hotel till you get there. Uh, we're making plans for going. We've got the job set up. Uh, I even had the idea because we were we were at um, in our new house. We've been in there about a month. We did not yet have a refrigerator. Um, the first six seven weeks we lived out in Albuquerque, Lori and I didn't have a refrigerator. so We had a Coleman cooler out in the garage. We'd put milk and a couple necessities, maybe eggs, things like that, in the cooler with with um, you know, just put ice on it. And if we needed something, we'd run out to the garage. So, not really luxury living for my wife, who's now two, three months pregnant, has three kids, and living in a place where it really knows nobody or it doesn't have any family or support. So, I have a great idea. Look, we're going to Tucson to do this job. Why don't I bring uh, my family with me? It could be like a vacation, a getaway, get them out of the house, get them to some place where. Uh, I I didn't really think this through, but where they'd have a refrigerator, but we were going to a hotel that didn't have a refrigerator, but we were preparing for the trip.
1: Yeah. So we're, uh, I don't remember the the exact days. I want to say we were going down on
0: a weekend and it was a Sunday. Uh, We were, we were planning to leave. No, we were planning to leave on a Saturday, Saturday. And I think it was Thursday. We're sitting
1: in the office, still trying to figure out how we're going to, create the funds for this trip. And actually starting to we had I mean we had scheduled the projects, we'd done all this stuff. We were starting to consider the idea of calling some of these customers it's, and
0: canceling yeah. or changing. It's fun kind of re, trying to relive, relive this on the fly because I'm trying to piece all this together, I think we were driving down Sunday, but we had to know by the end of the week if we weren't going to do the jobs because we had to call the customers to right. cancel it. So you're right. It was either Thursday or Friday, and we were waiting to the last minute to cancel. And, and again, I don't know where we thought this money was going to come from. And we, we'd we done a few estimates, a few in, estimates Albuquerque. in Albuquerque, yeah. and you're hoping somebody calls you back. Um, But we were up against it where we had to say, okay, and, and actually, Brian, I think it was Friday because at the end of the day, Friday, we had to let the people know. And it's like, okay, we have to make the decision. We're not going to go to Tucson next week to do these installs. So we have to start calling these customers, telling these people who were uh, ready for us to install the turf that we're not going to be there next week. We're going to reschedule. I don't know. In today's world, that doesn't seem like maybe such a big thing because it seems like a lot of contractors aren't that reliable or dependable. But to us, we had told these people we're going to be there. We had a chance to do jobs to earn money. We didn't want to let that slip through our fingers. Well, we were looking at doing more jobs in Tucson than we had done in
1: in this next week than we had done in the previous three or four four months months. of being in
0: business. Yeah, And so
1: we're in the office waiting and then all of a sudden the phone rings and
0: I think you answered uh, the sound of the ringing phone. I did. I, I answered, uh, answered the phone and, and, uh, there's a guy on the other end of the phone and, and, um, you know, he's, he just asked, he said, Hey, do you guys, you know, do you sell artificial turf? And I said, yes. And he said, do you have, um, have any on hand? I'm looking for some grass right now. And I said, well, we do. How much are you looking for? He said, I need a 50 foot roll. Okay, well, 50 foot, that's decent size. That's 750 square feet. I said, uh, you know, I think we have it. Let me check. And we go into the back warehouse and we look. And it's like, yeah, we got 50 feet. So we go back up and it's like, yes, we have it. And he says, uh, okay, great. Uh, you know, I want to buy it. And and um, I said, super. <laughs> I think he hung up the phone. Somewhere I- in there, the, the, the call ended and... Brian, you're sitting I remember there. listening to that and I'm, I'm hearing
1: your end of the conversation and imagining what's on the other end. And I'm like, is, is he going to buy turf? And he said, yeah, I, I think he is. I said, well, what's his name? I think your response was Wes. Wes, that's all I had. He said, well, do you have a last name? Do you have a phone number? Do you have anything? And I knew you didn't because I
0: heard your end of the conversation. I did. I you're didn't, like, I didn't no? have a name, phone number, address, no? I had nothing. And so we waited. So, so, um, yeah, that, that was, I was incredibly excited that we got this call. And we had this opportunity. And by the time Brian was done debriefing me, I was pretty low because I'm thinking <laughs> what an nincompoop! poop. I didn't, I didn't get any information, um, a smart business person would get when a, somebody was very interested in buying a product. So I don't we
1: did think nincompoop violates any, <laughs> no, it's I, that's still pro- PG. that's okay, probably okay.
0: Yeah. Uh, so, so we're waiting and Lori's at home waiting, trying to find out, am, am I going to Tucson with the kids this weekend? Should I start packing? Should I get ready? Cause we had everything on hold. And so we sat there and I think we sat in the office for probably an hour, hour and a half, just kind of wondering, was this call real? Is this person really going to buy something, buying it today? They showing up next week, what's happening. And, and pretty soon a car pulls up and parks out front, a young man jumps out and he comes walking in. And he said, hi, I'm Wes. And we said, hey, great great to meet you. The guy we talked to on the phone, we have the turf. And he pulls out a bag of cash. Literally a brown paper bag. Brown paper bag full of cash, hands it to us, buys the turf. We walk around back, load up his truck, and Wes is gone.
1: Yeah, that was one of those moments that you, you look back on and you, I mean... I don't know how you define miracle. Did it really violate the laws of physics? Probably not. No. But
0: clearly. I may have this... violated the laws of physics when I didn't ask for his phone number or full name. <laughs>
1: but, but clearly this was an answer to prayer. Um, and it was divine intervention that allowed us to take that next step. And, and so we took that money. Um, I think we put a little bit in the bank. And then we started making the plans to get to Tucson and we uh, drive down and, and you know, in hindsight um, I'm going to (laughs) say with all the preparation and planning we did trying to turn that into a family vacation that might've been a mistake, might not have been the best idea. However, it did provide a little extra labor uh, (laughs) at times, but as we, as we did that project uh, or did, did those projects that week, I look back on it and again, certainly I'm not going to use the term miracle here, but the fact that we did five full projects with just the two of us, no real equipment, all hand tools. And these aren't huge projects, but they're, they're projects. I can't believe that we got them all done in a week. I think each project would have been a
0: full day for a four person crew. And we had a two person crew who really didn't know anything and didn't have any power equipment, we got it done. But, you know, you mentioned the, the family vacation thing. It's it's fair to dive into this a little bit. The family vacation included uh, my wife, Lori, me, our three kids, my wife being pregnant, and you. How many hotel rooms did that? One.
1: <laughs> and quite <laughs> Wait, frankly, we were excited one. to have one. Because the last time we went to Tucson, we slept
0: in the car. And I don't think it was a hotel. I think it was really a motel. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. So, for those of you who've traveled, you know what that entails. So, it was, um we were up at 6.30 and gone, and Lori's sitting in the hotel room with three kids and no money, and we'd be gone all day, and we'd get back about 6.30 at night, and go out and get a bite to eat, and then do it all over again, so... <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't Cancun or no, no something
1: like that. You've been fortunate enough to take Lori on a few trips since then that probably eased the wounds, but that might have left a little <laughs> bit of a scar. That was a rough trip, and and you know you were talking about getting up early. I remember uh, we'd get up and we we'd try to get ready in, in the, the dark, dark so the we didn't wake sleeping. up the kids. And again, it's it's early six in the morning or something. We're trying to get out the door, and uh, <laughs> I don't remember one time we were getting up and we were kind of getting changed and getting dressed and the i had we had one cell phone we were sharing between the two of us at the time and i happened to set
0: the cell what what happened <laughs> i set the cell I, phone down on I the came, bed i came out of the out of the shower i was had a towel around me and i was <laughs> getting ready to get dressed and i go to how sit how many people down.
1: sit down to get dressed
0: i had to put on my underwear I usually stay
1: standing up when I put my. So, on. as <laughs>
0: I'm sitting, um, I notice this cold object. <laughs> oh, boy, right where the sun doesn't shine. And um, woo! all <laughs> sat right on the cell phone. It was quite comical. Uh, I kind quite of comical. bounce back up. As I'm getting up, the cell phone starts <laughs> to ring. It was amazingly. like slow motion watching this whole thing happen. And Brian's got to reach down and answer the phone. <laughs> oh uh, yes. boy!
1: but so anyway we were uh <laughs> we we had some trials and tribulations even just in getting the day started um i remember also on this we had that project where we did a putting green and we, i don't know we kept getting these putting green projects which is humorous because neither one of us were that good at golfing or knew much about putting greens but we had uh this putting green project and, and for those of again don't know forever lawn or artificial turf Putting greens, uh, this was a nylon putting green, didn't have infill. So, um, you had to be very precise on the cuts. And I remember this, uh, Jerry was a customer's name. He had this nice backyard and this putting green. We were actually taking the putting green right up to like a rock, rock edge. A so whole, whole rock border spent the whole way around. almost that whole first day trimming that. And, you know, we had to do the base work, everything ready. And then we were trimming this putting green and we got it really, really pretty good. Pretty precise. It was pretty it was- precise. We had to come back the next day just finish out a small area of grass that was going in next to the putting green. And I remember showing up that morning and that putting green had ripples and bumps and mm. overnight it had Mm-mm-mm. expanded and grown and here we are thinking we had this perfect project we we're getting ready yeah, to go on it to was the next in the bag project. ready to go to number 2. I about broke into tears when I saw that. It wasn't quite as bad as the the night the rain came, and I was worried the putting green was going to wash down the hill. But it was pretty close. I was about ready to cry. And uh, but what do you do? You fix we it. Did what we had to do. We just started retrimming this whole edge, and I think I stayed there to retrim that. You took well, the trust start and started prepping the next job. Just, I mean, it was. It wasn't that every job went smoothly in this. Yeah. And
0: and there there were key defining moments and I don't know, you don't always know sometimes when a moment's happening that it's a defining moment, but you look back on it. And this is true in any area of life. It could be with your kids. It could be with your spouse, with your work, but sometimes you look back at something and you say, that was a moment. And we had a job where we're working the backyard. I remember the grass came off the corner of the house and went out and, and we had, um, prepared the base, got everything ready, laid the turf. We're, we're finishing up laying the, the, the grass and we got a rain. And it doesn't rain very often t- in Tucson, but it rained but short it, does, and it rained hard. Yep. Yeah. And being from Ohio, something that was different to us out in Tucson, they don't have gutters. So all the rain from the roof drops right down, right, right into the yard. It doesn't, you know, know how you have a gutter system that goes and carries the water out. And we pretty quickly noticed the corner right by the house was puddling. There's this big big puddle of water. And it wasn't anything we had done. It was just the lay of the, the house and the land. And um, I'm assuming before we put the turf down, he probably had puddling and things there. But we were just finishing this job. Again, we're behind because we had the putting green issue. We had other things going on. And it's like, you know, it doesn't rain very often. We, we really don't have to fix this. But the question sat in our mind, if this was our house would we want to address that? And the answer was yes. So we pulled the turf up. We had to dig up the base. We dug a dry well. We spent probably two or three hours correcting this problem that the customer didn't know was there. That wasn't our issue that we really didn't have to fix, but it was the right thing to do. And we did it. And when, when that job finished, I remember that the customer came out and complimented us on how hard we worked and, and what a good job we did getting it done. And and he said, um, we didn't have to tell the owners this, but he was going to give us a hundred dollar tip.
1: Each. Yeah. It was really kind of him to offer a tip to the working class men out there, not tell <laughs> the owners about it. He didn't, he had no idea we were the owners of the business, but we, as much as that hundred dollars would have been great. And it probably wouldn't have been wrong to take yeah, that.
0: We probably should
1: have taken but, it. <laughs> But we just looked at him and said, look, you know, we, we signed a contract.
0: We, we did the job you paid us to do. Yeah.
1: And so we turned down the the tip. Uh, we did the extra work. And I, and I think you know, a lot of the things, the lessons that we carried into this business were from dad, you know, and, and dad had a, uh, an exterior cleaning and renovation business and he always went above and beyond. And he would see things that needed done that weren't part of the contract that weren't written in that weren't required but if he felt they needed done, he just had that same mentality of if this was my place, what would I want done And so we did that and uh, you know in the end we're, we have a very satisfied happy customer um, and we got the job completed.
0: yeah so I, I just close the close the uh, chapter on my defining moment story that that becomes a cornerstone of the business we go on to develop over these past 20 years for Everlon, uh, exemplifying all three of our core values, integrity, quality, innovation, integrity, doing the right thing, um, even when nobody's looking, when nobody's around, quality, doing the job well, and innovation, coming up with unique solutions. We, I, we didn't know what a dry well was. <laughs> we didn't know what to do, but it's like, okay, there's there's water here. We have to do something. So we dug out deeper, got through the, the, with, I don't know if it was clay or whatever at the surface built this dry well of stone and put it back together. And, and, uh, that really drove, um, our ideals in business going forward. And like you said, there were things that were in us that we learned from dad and watching our dad, um, do what he did. But I just, I love that story and I love that, that moment in our chapter when, when we had the chance to make a choice, and we did a lot of things wrong, but we did some things right. And that was the right decision.
1: Yeah. And you, you talk about the core values there, Dale. And, and those weren't our core values at the time, or, or I guess they were, we have- but we didn't know them. And, and you know, sometimes I get really frustrated with company mission statements or things where people spend all this time and they put words on paper, but they're not real. Um, I think for us, the the key was our core values were kind of, they came out of who we were and how we did business. And we just kind of, Put some words to define what already was and the way we wanted to operate. Um, but yeah, integrity, quality, and innovation. Certainly all three came out right there. And, you know, uh, to close the, the chapter on your family vacation, <laughs> um, I remember as we were trying to racing to get these jobs done, mm-hmm. trying to, to get because, I mean, it's costing us money to be in a hotel every night we're there. Eating out, whatever. Uh, so, we were trying to get done as quickly as possible. Uh, I remember at one point, you've got your kids out there helping. Uh, I think Derek I, and Kaylin are both doing some things. You've got your pregnant wife, Lori, yeah, holding we, a
0: power broom. We had the whole family. So, Lori was uh, shaking out bags of rubber and running the power broom. Derek was setting spikes around the edge. I had Kaylin. And how um, old were Derek and Kaylin? Derek was nine. Kaylin was seven and McKenna, <laughs> no, child and McKenna was out there and she was only four yeah, at the time and, or three or four. And, and Lori's out there three months pregnant, you know, dumping rubber and running the power broom. Yeah. So, and yeah. it was just,
1: you know, we just did what we had to do.
0: Um, but by the time I, and, and I think Lori might've left before yeah, us. Yeah. Look, just because you do everything together and you work hard to make it work. Life isn't always happy. I <laughs> think Gloria ended up leaving some with the kids a little bit upset when um, we didn't have money to eat out and we were always working late. I, I think the one night we were like an hour late for dinner on Thursday night and that pushed her over the edge. and um, she well, left.
1: You, you do a great job of painting vision and you might have painted a vision for this one that we didn't quite live up to with the family <laughs> vacation, but... Um, she was a champ. The kids were great. And, um, yeah, so they ended up leaving and then we stayed another day or so. to. And, and, and I remember
0: up. again, we finished up. I, I honestly, I don't remember if it was Friday night or Saturday night, but we finished up late at night, eight 39 o'clock at night, finished the last job, five jobs in one week. Um, we've got a trailer full of mud and dirt and sod. The dump is closed down in Tucson because it was so late at night and we ended up driving it back to Albuquerque. And, um, (laughs) there's a story there too. Yeah. That's maybe for another day.
1: day. So, you know, you get, you get back to the initial question of, are you willing to put yourself in a place where miracles can happen? And, and really, you know, for those of you out there listening and you're, you're hopefully seeing yourself in some of this story and, you know, what do you take away from it? you've got to be willing to put yourself out there to put yourself in places that maybe you don't have all of the answers. Maybe you don't know exactly how things are going to do. Maybe it's, it's stepping out in faith, but in that stepping out in faith, you create opportunities for, for God to show up. And again, you know, we, we understand not everybody shares our faith and that's fine. Uh, but for us, it's an opportunity for, for God to step in, uh, answer those prayers and to, uh, show himself as who he really is
0: yeah so so guys um a, a, as we say every time we'd love for this story to reach people that it can help uh, i know there are a lot of people out there in different stages of their life that can benefit from some of this and that's really what we want to do and if you found this impactful uh leave us a review let us know tell us a story and um we're going to continue to be people of impact This is Fred Carmi, reminding you that faith looks up, hope looks ahead, and love looks all around to see whom it can help.
1: Good day.